Well, we've been spending a few weeks on uh, being full of the Spirit, or we called it full of the Spirit, and we covered a few things last week about being led, and I, you know, I didn't get out everything that I, I think we should cover. So uh, let's look at Ephesians 5, verse 17. If you, did, if you weren't with us, you can go back and listen to those messages. We covered a number of aspects uh, about this. But Ephesians 5.17 says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, or other translations say excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to, the, to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. When you, and we talked about, uh, you know, looked at different places where it's talking about being filled with the Spirit, full of the Spirit, um, and you can remain full of the Spirit. And we talked about that, and we'll touch on it today, I believe, but there is an aspect of that. The initial indication of you being filled with the Spirit or with the baptism in the Holy Spirit is speaking with other tongues, but you need to maintain that. You need to stay full of the Spirit. And if you just had an experience once, but don't stay full of the Spirit, then you're going to dry up. And you're not going to be doing, you're not going to be um, at the place spiritually where God would have you to be. You're not going to be prepared to do what you need to do. So there, we talked about different aspects of this. But look at this here. You can just see it very clearly. Um, just some indications of being filled with the Spirit. Verse 18, do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. 19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So you see, you, you don't see here when it says be filled with the Spirit, it doesn't say... It doesn't look like somebody that's just depressed and down and dry and crusty or mean or uptight. Look at what, look at like what I hear. You, you don't have to read very far. You don't have to do an exhaustive cross-reference study just to see when it says, filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's an indicator. I mean, you're just, you're full. It's overflowing. Singing and making melody in, the, in your heart to the Lord. I mean, think of somebody that's super depressed and down in their but they're singing and making melody in their heart to the Lord. Those don't really go well. I mean, no, if you're singing and making uh, melody in your heart to the Lord, that's you're, you're, you're up, you're, you're full, you're, you're enjoying life. That's being full of the Spirit. Uh, verse 20, giving thanks, just right there, stop there. Giving thanks, complaining and, and uh, being down and everything's bad, that is not God. Ever. Did you hear me? Some people say, well, you know, I'm, no, but I'm super serious about God. And it's, this is, we're in serious times. So that, you know, and you look at them, they look depressed and down. That's not God. Okay, we may be in serious times, but they were, do we all understand that these, these uh, books, these letters that we are reading, they're written during the Roman Empire. I mean, Jesus was crucified. That was a way of execution. It was brutal. It was, I mean, we say, oh, times are getting tough. I don't know that we'd want to trade it to live in the time these things are written. So when he's saying making melody in your heart, giving thanks, it's in that context. It's not like flowery, everything's just perfect, and oh, well, that's easy to do that. No, 
uh, the, the conditions that they're living in. When Paul was in prison, it's not like the prisons they have now where they get iPads and get so much time for free time, that, and they do. No, it's a dungeon. You get some old food, and you don't get any light and everything. And Paul's the one writing this stuff. So we're talking about being full of the Spirit. Um, if, if we ever are tempted to be uh, what, overly serious about stuff, well, I'm really serious about the things of God. Are you joyless because you're not full of the Spirit of God then? You guys here? You go, you already gone home. So some people say, some people think, well, no, I'm, I'm really serious. I, I, don't you understand what's going on? We need to, we need to pray. We need to get before the throne of God. Well, you, yeah, we need to get through. And you need, may need to pray and be with God, but God's not down. God's not depressed. So we can be enjoying life even when certain things aren't great. So go on. It says, uh, giving thanks, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Fill, this, fill with the Spirit, submitting to one another. That means you're easy to get along with. Somebody says, well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm all about God, but I can't stand the people. I, I, can't, I can't deal with people, but, you know, just me and Jesus. No, you're carnal. Did you hear me? You, you, you're not spiritual because if you love God, you love people. Because God loves people. If you're full of the Spirit, you're easy to give you around. You will submit to people. You, you, that means you don't have to have your way all the time. That means you're, you're, you're chill. You're okay. You're not like, no, it's got to be this way. Oh, you got out of line. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. That is pride. That is religion. You know, if we're, if, if we're, if we think we're just full of God and we're acting that way, question, did Jesus act that way? No, he was full of love. The people that he got hard with were the religious people, <laughs> exactly what we're talking about. But uh, that, and that was love. Because that was the only thing that was going to cut through. No, religion and just being uh, all wound up and, and concerned with legality is not of God. And we do not want that turned back on us. Legalism, when you, you, you know, people are legalistic about with other people. But, man, you get that turned back on you for even 10 seconds. You find out real quick where you're really at. You don't want the book thrown at you. You want mercy. We want mercy when it has to do with us, but we want to read people the riot act when it has to do with them. We often judge ourselves by our intentions and other people by what they actually do. And, uh, you know, if, if we had that turned on us where every, you know, I want meant to that. Well, you didn't. So, boom, we don't want that. And God, that's not God's heart. And so if we're full of God, we will we'll be easy to get along with. We'll be uh, submitted to him. So anyway. Just recapping some things, talking about some of the things, being full of the Spirit. Uh, Acts 4.29, just look at this briefly, this, this section of Scripture. It says, now look on, uh, Lord, this is when the, the, the disciples are, they've been threatened. You know, they got a man healed. Peter and John got the man healed. And then the religious people get mad about it. And so they're in praying. They all come together and they're praying. Verse 29, now look 
Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So this is, you need to be full of God, full of the Spirit of God, to go and speak the word and to be the witness that we ought to be. Now notice, we said this last time, all these people that it says are being filled with the Spirit, these were all people that were in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. In Acts 2-4 it says, they were all filled with the Spirit, began to speak with other tongues as the, the Spirit gave them utterance, or uh, gave them utterance. And so they've been filled with the Spirit, but here it says they're filled with the Spirit again. So what, what does that mean? You need to stay full of the Spirit. We need to stay full so that we can do what God has called us to do. So last week, we talked about uh, this in relation, being full of the Spirit, in relation to being led by the Spirit. And if you think about it just real simply, if you're going to be led by the Spirit of God, but you're not, you're disconnected and you're away from Him, it's going to be difficult to be led. But if you're filled and you're overflowing and you're just spending time with Him, you're, it's easier to hear. It's easier to be led. It's not like I'm trying real hard. It's just you're communing with Him. It's, it's easy for Him to guide you and help you and lead you. Let's look at Romans 8 verse 14. Talking about being full of the Spirit, being led. If you can be led by the Spirit of God, if you can know the mind of God on any situation, you have it made. Think about it. If you're in a situation and you know what God has said about what you need to do personally, you have the Bible as your guideline, you put the word first, but the Spirit of God can lead you specifically for your situation. What do you need to do in a situation? You know, what, who do you marry? What job do you take? Where do you live? What, what product do you buy? Those things are not in the Bible. We have guidelines in the Bible. We have truth in the Bible, but it's not going to say, tell you specifically what to do in a situation. How are you going to know that? You're going to be led by the Spirit of God. But if you know what God's heart and mind is on a situation, you have it made because you have your answer. And it doesn't matter if people don't have the answer. It doesn't matter if it looks impossible we know God can do the impossible, so if you get the plan from Him, now you can move forward in victory in this situation. And if you just keep living like that, that means you just go from victory to victory. He is leading us in triumph continually. Talking about that on, on Wednesday nights. He always leads us in triumph. That means He's always leading He's always out in front of us, leading us how? In triumph, in victory. So if we listen to him, we're going to go on the right path in victory. So what is paramount in our life? Knowing how to be led by him. Because then it always leads to victory. So this is one of the best things, the most important things you can ever learn in your life is how to be led by the Spirit of God. If you're, it doesn't matter what age you are. The, the sooner and earlier you learn... And, we, and we're all growing. You know, all we're growing and developing. Don't think you have to be perfect in it. And Brother Hagin used to say, you know, when you start to learn a car, uh, drive a car, you may drive up on the curve a little bit or, you know, it's not perfect. Or when you learn to, to ride a bike, you may fall down. Just spiritual things are a lot like natural things. So don't think you have to do everything perfectly. Just your heart is after God. You be open. You be quick to repent. You be quick to learn. And then you just go after him. And he's a good teacher. He's a good God, and he'll help you. You'll learn how you'll you'll learn over time how to be um, 
led by him and quickened by him. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't pretend to have arrived, but, you know, you learn stuff over time. And you get closer and you learn some things in this area. Romans 8, verse 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So if you're a child of God, you should be expect to be led by Him. Verse 15, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit. We talked about this last week, so we're, good. we're just uh, recapping a little bit as we go further. But he bears witness with your spirit, not with your head, not with your body. He's going to lead you by your heart, the, the core, the real you. Let's look at it in the CEB version. Verse 14 says, All who are led by God's spirit are God's sons and daughters. So if you're God's son or daughter, if you're his child, you are led by him. We just have to tune in. In other words, God doesn't have any children that he refuses to lead. Did you hear me? You are not the exception to God's word. God, God, God did not call certain people out and say, well, I'm just not going to lead you. I'm not going to lead you. So he is leading. The question is, are we tuning in? So if, we don't, if somebody says, well, I just don't hear God. God doesn't speak to me. That's not true. God's speaking to us. Are we, are we tuning in? Are we being led? Well, if you know that he is leading you, and then it's on your, pro your side to tune in, that's good news. Because if he's not talking to you, what are you going to do about that? Right. If he's decided just not talking to you, you're done. You can't do anything about that. He's God. But, and so if we act like, well, I just don't understand it. God just won't speak to me. I just, I mean, he's just not leading me. He leads other people. He doesn't lead me. That's a lie. But if we buy that lie, you're stuck. You're done. And you just, all you can do is complain about it, if that were true. But see, that's not true. The truth is God leads his children. All who are led by God's Spirit are his, God, are his sons and daughters. So if you're a son and daughter, you should expect to be led by him. So now it becomes, all right, what do I need, what do I need to adjust Maybe I need to adjust something so that I'm hearing clearly. Well, that's way better than God just not talking to me. Amen? That's good news. So, yeah, we may have to adjust. We may have to come up. We may need to learn. Well, that should be no surprise. I mean, is anybody bold enough in here to stand up and say, no, I know everything? There's nothing that I'm in the dark. I basically, I have it. I, I, I've arrived. Nobody's going to say that. And if you're, if you're married, your spouse ought to pull you down. If you try to stand up, they're, pulling, they're like, you know. They know you're not perfect. We know we're not perfect. We don't know everything. If you, if you knew everything, you'd never make any mistakes. So we know that's not true. So it shouldn't be any surprise where maybe we have to adjust something. That's good news. We just, if we keep a humble attitude and we say, God, show me, guide me. Lord, I, 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 you, I come before you humbly. Instead of coming to God going, why haven't you done something? It should dawn on us that maybe we have to adjust something. That God's not the problem. God's never the problem. God's good. And he, does, he doesn't play favorites. 
Now, he responds to faith. He responds to what we do. So, if we go after, if we do the word, then we're going to get the right results. And if you see somebody that's getting the right results, that it doesn't mean God's playing favorites. It means that they could be uh, cooperating with God. So we shouldn't have the attitude, God is withholding from me. That will go nowhere. That's a lie of the devil to separate. What we should do is say, God, help me to come up. Help me to walk in what you have for me. Skip to verse 16 in uh, Romans 8, 16 in the CB. It says, the same spirit agrees with our spirit that we are God's children. The same spirit, so the Holy Spirit agrees with our spirit that we are children or God's children. In the, in the Amplified Classic, verse 16 says, The Spirit Himself thus testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. The Spirit Himself, God's Spirit, testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. So this, the way He assures us, that we are children of God is the same way He assures you you're on the right path. It's the same way He guides you and directs you and helps you to be led. What's He doing? Yep, you're going on the right way. Yes is the way you go. Yes, you're being led. That's the way, the bearing witness, the testifying together with what? The Spirit is testifying together with what? Your head? No. When I say your head, your intellect, your understanding? No. Your body? How you feel, flesh, what? No. It's with your spirit, your heart, the real you, the part of you that if you trust God is born again, is recreated. Let's skip down to, uh, let's, we read this last week. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5.23. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. It says, may, Now may God, the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So spirit, soul, and body. So we are a spirit. We have a soul, our mind, will, and emotions, and we are, we live in a body. So everybody knows, you know, our body. We see each other's body, but that's not the real you. Okay? We are a spirit. You do have mind, will, and emotions, and that's going to go with you, but that's not the part that God's going to bear witness with. He's going to bear witness. In other words, he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you by your heart, by your spirit, not by those other parts of your being. Look at Proverbs 20, verse 27. Now, we're talking about being full of the spirit, being full in your spirit, being built up in your spirit. It, that is how God's going to lead you by your spirit. That's why it's so important to be full of the spirit. And that's why it affects you being led because it's your spirit whereby he's going to lead you, not your head, not your body. See, if you're full of the spirit, you're more in tune with the spirit. See, you can be built up in different areas of your being. There's some people that they're very developed physically. Could be a world-class athlete, could be a bodybuilder. They're very developed physically, but they may not, may, may or may not be developed very much intellectually. They could be smart, but they haven't, they, they haven't studied certain things. They haven't uh, gotten degrees in certain things, but they're very developed physically. Could have it the other way around. Somebody has had multiple degrees, very developed in their mind, but their body's not developed, right? Yeah. Was the same part then with our spirit. Our spirit man can be more or less developed and more or less full at any given time. 
So you can be very developed spiritually, but you know you're, you're, and if you are developed spiritually, your mind and your body are going to follow. They're going to be in right balance. You're not going to overdevelop them. You're going to, you're going to, if you're really developed spiritually, truly, not religiously, some people think spiritual is pious and religion and stuffy. No, real spirituality is walking in love. Real spirituality is kind. It's gentle. It gets along. So the more spirit you are, the more full you are in spirit, you're going to be, uh, it's going to affect these other areas. So you're going to develop what, how you need to develop in your mind. But you're not going to do it just, just to do it. You're not going to get degrees just because. You're going to get degrees because this is what God is telling you to do and you need to develop. You're not going to develop your body just to develop your body. You're doing it because you want to be strong to run your race on the earth. And that may look different for different people. You realize there's people that are Christians that are world-class athletes. And for them, it's paramount that their body be developed because they're doing what God's called them to do. And they're a light in an, in an area. So that's different, but just because somebody else does it doesn't mean it's what we do. How are you going to know? you got to be led. Coming back to what we're talking about, how are you going to know what God wants you to do? you got to be led. How are you going to be led? That's what we're talking about. Proverbs 20, 27 says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inward depths of his heart. So the spirit of the man is the lamp of the Lord, or the, the, the King James says the candle of the Lord. What does that mean? That, it's illumination. You know, candle, lamp, it brings light. If, if you were in a dark room, a lamp or a candle or your phone, you know, flashlight, brings illumination. How, what does that do? It allows you to see. It allows you be, to be guided, to, be, to, to go in the right path. Well, here it says the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. In other words, it's a place where God leads you. It's how he leads you. It's how he's illuminating you. It's how he's guiding you. Notice it doesn't say the mind of man is the lamp of the Lord. Do you, do you, we, we need to understand that um, over time, a lot of, of what is truth, what is in the Bible, has been intellectualized over time, and what we would call religion, religion is man-made, but that's exactly what's happened. It's become just mind understanding instead of really understanding truth and, and walking in truth. And so it's not spirit-led, it's now mind-dominated. And so if something can't be grasped by the mind, over time it's been pushed to the side, which is why the supernatural and the things in the Bible, you realize there's a lot of stuff that is clearly stated in the Bible that has been intellectualized uh, by religion and basically cast aside. Miracles. There's a reason. There's a quote-unquote natural reason. <laughs> so far that you've probably heard people say this, but this is true. People have actually rationalized like um, where the Israelites were leaving um, Egypt and, you know, they crossed the Red Sea. And the Red Sea, literally, the Bible says, the Red Sea parted and it stood up in heaps. Uh, the water was up on the, on, on the side and, and there was dry ground in the middle and the Israelites, Israelites walked through on dry ground. That happened. Is it, is it possible naturally? But No, no but it's, it's possible with God. So they walk through this body of water. It's standing on either side. The Israelites walk through. And then when they're being chased by Pharaoh's army out of Egypt, and when Pharaoh's army tries to follow them, 
once the, the last uh, Israelite was safe, the water collapsed onto the Egyptian army and they drowned. And so, you know, one theologian says, well, the water wasn't deep there, so it wasn't a big deal. They, they could just pass through in that area, just, you know, they could pass through and it was ankle deep. And so they, they didn't have to stand up. That's not true. I mean, they rationalized it. Well, then the whole Egyptian army drowned in ankle-deep water. It doesn't make any sense. But you can't, you start rationalizing and say, well, this is why it happened. This, oh, this, they didn't understand this then, so this happened. See, if the mind can't understand, if the mind is on the throne, if, if a person is being led by their mind and, and, being, and, and putting that as the determining factor, you will start to deny spiritual things and you won't be led by God. And that's what's happened to religion. It's become stone over time. Just what I can understand and trying to relate to God with your mind. And that's not how we're supposed to relate to God. We're supposed to relate to God with our heart, with our spirit, which doesn't have anything to do with your mind or your body. God doesn't doesn't uh, bear witness with your body, your flesh. He doesn't, that's he, not how he leads you. In other words, you could feel, I don't want to do this. I'm tired to do this. And that doesn't mean God is or is not leading you. You could say, I don't understand something. I, I, don't, I, I don't grasp the plan. That doesn't mean God is not leading you because he doesn't lead you through that. He leads you through your heart. Well, if you're built up in spirit, if you're full of the spirit, then your spirit's in tune, which makes it easy to be led by God. And we already said, if you can be led by God, you have it made in any situation. It doesn't matter if you can understand it or not, it, because this is exactly like in our example with the um, Israelites crossing the Red Sea. They were blocked in by uh, terrain on either side and the Red Sea in front of them, Pharaoh's army behind them, and... God is, is prompting Moses, go across the Red Sea. That doesn't make any sense to your mind. But that's the answer. So there, to hear from the Lord, he's going to lead us in ways that if, if we're just saying, well, no, I got to understand it first, you're going to be shipwrecked sometimes. In other words, you're not going to be able to move forward in the plan if the plan doesn't bear witness with your mind. And certainly not with your, you, there's, we ought to know by now, there's all kinds of things your body doesn't want to do. So if your body doesn't want to, if you're thinking, I'm going to wait for God to bear witness with, I'm going to get a warm fuzzy, you know, just, just uh, body wise before I'm going to follow God, you know, you're going to miss God all the time. Because we know. And if you went by that with, you know, going to work every day, well, I'm going to wait till I feel like it before I get out of bed. Sorry, boss, just don't feel like it again. No, that doesn't, you're like, I'm getting up and going because I need to. Well, we ought to know. Our body is not a good indicator of uh, what God is telling us to do. Feelings are not a good indicator of what God is telling us to do. Somebody said, feelings are lousy leaders. But they'll follow. If you, did, if you follow God and make determination this is what's going to happen, your feelings will follow. They'll say, oh, well, okay, well, here we go. They'll follow, but if you wait till your feelings are going to lead you, you're going to be led in the wrong place. So we don't go by feelings. Look at Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Full of the Spirit, being led by the Spirit. Verse 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
Lean not on your own understanding. So don't lean on your understanding. Don't lean on your intellect. Trust Him with all your heart. Verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. In all your ways acknowledge the Lord, and He shall direct your paths. But you're not leaning on your intellect. You're not leaning on your own understanding. You're, you're, you're trusting Him with all your heart. You're trusting Him and just saying, Lord, what's, what's bearing witness on the inside of me? What is uh, leading me? What's the leading? What, what is it um, that you would have me to do? And so that's going to be in your heart. It's going to be in your heart. Now let's look at uh, Colossians 3.15. Colossians 3.15. So we're talking about your heart being full, being full. Verse 15 says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. In the Amplified, it says, Let the peace of God, the inner calm of one who walks daily with Him, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. Let's read it again. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with Him. So you're walking daily with Him. Well, you're filled with something. You're filled with Him. Be the controlling factor in your hearts. Notice, in your hearts. Deciding and settling questions that arise. Well, where are the questions going to come? Your head. But you're, you're, you're following with your heart. But if you're following and you're letting peace rule, where? In your heart. Not peace in your head. Not peace in your body. Peace in your heart. Then you are, it, it is going to squelch things that try to come against you because you're being led by your heart, not your head. That sounds like lean on... Um, or trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. Here it say, let the peace of God rule. Let the peace of God uh, be the controlling factor in your hearts. Another, I think it's Amplified Classic, says, let it act as umpire. Let the, let, it, let the peace of God act as umpire. What does that mean? Well, an umpire, you know, baseball, the home plate umpire is going to, they're going to call balls or strikes. So the pitch comes, is that, is that in the strike zone or out? Well, the umpire is going to make the decision. When God's leading us, what's the peace of God going to do if it's the umpire? It's going to determine, is that the right way or is that the wrong way? So peace is how you're going to be led. Where? In your heart. So your heart is going, peace is what's going to lead you. Being calm on the inside is what's going to lead you. So what does that seem like? Like we talked about last week, it's, it's, a, it's a calm in the inner man. And... It's not a feeling per se, but it's a sense. It's a sense in, in your spirit, and it is a peace. And when God, uh, uh, the opposite of that is what we could call a check. It's, it's a, a no. What does that seem like? Unsettled on the inside. Everything may look good on the outside. So your head may be like, man, this is the best deal. We got to go on this. Your, your body may be saying, oh, yeah, and just excited. But on the inside, it's like, no. Yucky feeling, bad fit. No, don't. That's not the right way. Your mind, see, if you're if intellect's on the throne, you say, but there's no reason we shouldn't. See, listen to that. No reason, no argument. 
No exterior way. I can't see it with my mind. Explain it to me. Yeah. And that's a sure way to miss God because there's things that we don't know. Right. And if it's only what you've received in what you can see and feel and hear that you're going to make a decision on, you're going to be very limited. Did you hear me? But if we're led by our heart, the Spirit of Almighty God is going to bear witness with our heart the right way to go. The Spirit of God knows everything. So if He's bearing witness, if we have a no, there's a reason we have a no. Now, we might not see it. We might not understand it. Our mind may say, but I don't see it. It looks like smooth sailing to me. And inside, there's a no, 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 check. If we override that, then we're being led by something other than God. And things that are coming, see, situations can change. Circumstances can change. What you thought looked smooth can turn to rough sailing very quickly. On the flip side, you could look at a situation with your mind, with what you see, and say, there is no way. Just like the Israelites, there is no way. This is, this is, you want me to what? That's a stupid move. Stupid. Stupid. What? Intellectually? That doesn't make sense. Explain to me what, how. And your mind is going, I can't. This is dumb. I don't see how. But inside, your spirit's doing backflips. It's all, it's peaceful, and it's like, this is the way, this is the way, this is the way. What does God know? See, negative things can change quickly. It could be like, this doesn't look good until, boom, the clouds part and everything, and then, wow, you look like a genius. How'd you know that? I didn't. God knew. Well, which one do you want? I mean, honestly, what result do we want to be limited what we can figure out or by our knowledge? It just puts us against, it puts you on the devil's territory, number one, because he can control some things in the natural. It can make it look like one thing today and it's different tomorrow. He can give you promptings. He can try to explain things. You, you know, you're trying to understand everything intellectually. So you're limited. You're just like the world. Or would you rather be led by the Spirit of God that no matter what it looks like in the natural, no matter what you understand, no matter what your physical limitations are, he can lead you in the right way in spite of it. Which way sounds ultimately better? Which way? Do we want to be thinking we're, we, we're limited to what we know, or we, would we be humble enough to say, God, I don't know, but you know, so whatever you say, that's what I'm going to do. Well, now we put ourselves in a place to be led. We put ourselves in a place to move forward with him. We put ourselves in a place where we can be in the plan of God in spite of what we know, by faith we're trusting in Him. Well, one way, and I want to touch on this, one way you're, you're going to help to be led, you want to be full of the Spirit, but you staying prayed up, you being in tune with God is going to help that. Now, when we're reading this, to touch on this, when we're reading like Colossians 3, verse 15, let's just read it in the Amplified again. Verse 15, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm who walks daily with him, be the controlling factor in your heart's deciding and settling questions that arise. Here's the thing. You, 
if you're born again, in, in other words, if you've trusted God, if, if you, anyone that's trusted God, uh, trusted God, trusted what Jesus did, his sacrifice, that we needed a Savior, and you believe Jesus is that Savior, and you've called out to him and said, I believe that he is uh, the atonement for my sin, that he rose from the dead for, on my behalf, and I call on him, confess him as Lord, then I am saved. So in that case, then we have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. So you have the, you do have the Spirit. A person has the Spirit of God on the inside of them if they're just born again. But there is a subsequent experience, which we talked about in detail like two weeks ago, called being filled or the, the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit where the Spirit of God comes on you to endue you with power, the Bible says. And so that is a subsequent. Now, somebody can be led by the Spirit, like what we're talking about, without having a subsequent experience to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But that is an additional experience and is going to open things up to us that aren't open without the experience. And it's supposed to be standard equipment. It's not supposed to be something that we get maybe optionally and it's only for certain people. It's supposed to be something we walk in, in. And as we're talking about being filled with the Spirit and being led by the Spirit, one thing that will help tremendously in being led by the Spirit is exercising, speaking in other tongues when you're filled. As you speak things out, you're actually giving God access to lead you and to guide you in a way that if you don't do that, you don't have. And I just want to touch on that part in relation to this because it's so, it's so powerful. 1 Corinthians 14.2, talking about your head versus your heart. This is one way that you're going to differentiate and quiet your mind and get your spirit louder. And it's not that it's getting so loud, it's that you're clearing everything else so you can hear your spirit. Because you're tuning into your heart. 1 Corinthians 14.2 says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. So it says no one understands him. So you're speaking. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Here it says you're speaking mysteries. Well, mysteries to you not mysteries to God. So when we're talking about being led, you're praying things out that your head doesn't know, that your mind may not be able to comprehend, but God knows and He's helping you to pray the right thing for your situation that can then illuminate your mind so that you understand. You don't understand everything, but it helps you to move forward and yield to your heart. In the Amplified Classic, no, no, we're going to, let's go look at uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 14. It says, for if I speak, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Every, everybody, everybody say, my spirit prays. My spirit it says, if I speak in a tongue, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit is praying. See, my head isn't praying. We're talking about our head versus our heart. And we're talking about being filled with the spirit. Where are you filled with the spirit? In your heart. So when you're praying in the spirit, your head's not praying, which means you're connecting to your heart, which means you're listening to your heart. Where are we going to be led? Our heart. So when we're tuning in to our heart 
and praying in tongues, it's exercising that connection between your heart and your understanding. You're exercising that, and it's becoming more clear and louder. It says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. I don't know if I'm helping you all or not, but this will change your life. This connection, when we pray in tongues, it's actually, it's, it's, it's putting just uh, like a neon sign over your heart and saying this, the same way you're having utterance, being able to speak in tongues is the same way you're going to be led. And so you're tuning, it's like tuning in to your heart. And so this says, your understanding's unfruitful. So your understanding's saying, what, what are we doing here? Why are you doing that? And your understandings could be giving you problems. Your understanding can be thinking, this is dumb. But the Bible says you're praying out mysteries. The Bible says you're speaking, your spirit's praying. In the Amplified Classic, it says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. But my mind is unproductive, it bears no fruit, and it helps nobody. No, notice it says my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me. The Holy Spirit is helping my spirit pray. Well, does the Holy Spirit know everything? He does, so He's helping my spirit to pray what I need to know and helping me to be led. Helping me to be on the track to, to go after Him. Look at it in the Amplified. Just the regular Amplified. It says, for if I pray in a tongue... My spirit prays, but my mind is unproductive because it does not understand what my spirit is praying. Which sums it up really well. It's like my mind is going, huh? Because it doesn't understand what my spirit is praying. But my spirit is, be, is bearing witness with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's bearing witness with my spirit. So that's the part that I want to accentuate. That's the part of me that I want to be led. That's how I cut through that, that holding back of the intellect is because I'm yielding to my spirit. And as I yield or just give way to my spirit, I am being, I'm more sensitive to it, which makes it, which fills you up, which fills you up to overflowing. You're full of the spirit, which allows you to be led by the spirit easier, which starts to mean you are led by the spirit in, in situations, in decisions in life where your intellect was on the throne before. We don't shut off our intellect. We just don't put it on the throne. It's not that we don't use our mind. It's just we don't. If, if, there's a different, if there's a conflict between our mind and our heart or our mind and the Bible, we say, mind, you're wrong. We ought to know that can be the case. Well, I, un, I you know, has anybody, have you ever said, well, I thought, I understood this. I, I misunderstood. Yeah, I should have, but I, I thought it was this. Well, yeah, that's why you don't rely on it and make it the chief. It can be deceived. It can be wrong. But your heart won't deceive you. That's why you, you look at the Word. You, you, make, you put your heart on the throne. You, you, you pray with your spirit. You yield to your spirit. And now, see, that can't be counterfeited by the devil. The devil can counterfeit stuff out here in the natural, but he can't counterfeit that peace. He can make stuff look weird out here, but he can't give you that peace. God can give you that peace. And if it's not right, God will give you a check. He'll show you no. So that is circumventing any intervention by the enemy to thwart the plan of God. Yeah. It's a, 
I've said this, I just told somebody the other day, it's a secret weapon. That's secret to far too many people in the body of Christ. Far too many people are like, well, I don't need that. Yeah, you just, you, you just crippled yourself spiritually because we can tap in to the Spirit of God who knows everything to bypass our intellect that is limited, not knows nothing, but knows very little compared to God. And so I can be led by Him, and I can pray out things by my Spirit. So look at, uh, and then next verse, 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will also sing with understanding. What's that say? I will sing. I will pray with the Spirit. Pray with your Spirit. I will pray with my understanding. Are we saying you shouldn't pray the Bible? Shouldn't pray in English? Of course not. But we don't know everything. There are situations you don't know how to pray. You don't know all the detail. What are you going to do? A pastor once said at Rhema, when you don't know what to do, you know what to do. Start speaking in our tongues because you don't know you don't know what to do. Well, you can start sp pre speaking out in the Spirit, speaking out mysteries. What are you doing? You're, you're tuning into the Spirit of God. Just in ministry, you'll see, we'll, you know, Shelly will be leading uh, us in singing. It says you can sing in the Spirit, sing with understanding. There's times, you know, you can only praise God so much with your English language. It's, it's limited or your native tongue. But you start tapping into to speaking in our tongues and worshiping in our tongues, your spirit is just worshiping God. And so you, you can just enter into a different realm that way. You'll see sometimes, you know, just, okay, I sense there's something else in the, in the service at the end. I'll just say, I'm, I'm going to just pray in other tongues. What am I doing? I'm putting my spiritual antenna up. God, is there anything else? I'm tuning into that part of me where God's going to lead because that's where the unction comes from. That's where words come from. So then I'm speaking and tuning into that to see, is there anything else? And you can do that. We can do that in our everyday life. Do you see why this would, this, we're talking about being led and this aspect of it is so important. Do you see why this would be attacked in the world? Why people would mock it? Why would they mock it? Because the devil's going to mock it. The devil doesn't want us to exercise what God has given us because uh, he knows it circumvents, it, 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 it limits his ability to thwart the plan of God. It just circumvents you know, our intellect. It, it, it circumvents his ability to affect this uh, earth, and it, it, make, it helps us to tune directly into God's plan. Well, of course, Satan's going to mock anything holy and right and true according to the word of God. Try to get people to go, oh, isn't that silly? Does that with all types of things. Oh, you know, try to make Christians look foolish on, um, in media and movies and, and, you know, websites and social media. Why? Well, you don't want to be like them. Oh, you don't want to have a, a, a you know, a, a marriage, just a good marriage. That's just so bland. No, it's the way God intended. You, you don't want to be, live holy. That's just no fun. Or you can't, so it's fun waking up not knowing where you are. You know, so blasted you don't know, and then, you know, it affecting your mind decades later. That's not fun. God, God is the author of good, and his way is right. So Satan will try to mock the things that are actually right. Well, he mocks this. And he'll mock, well, 
This is another aspect of this. You don't understand something, but you have a witness on the inside. You need to learn to follow that on the inside, regardless of what anybody else says, because what the world will try to push you is, give me a reason. Well, explain it to me. And inside, you already have it, a no or a yes. Either way. It could be, no, I believe I'm supposed to do this. And the world will try to push you. Why? Give me something I can understand. And if you, you succumb to that pressure, you're now being led by somebody else instead of being led by the Spirit of God. You're being led by fear or you're led, being led by reason. Or somebody, you know, you're, you're saying, I don't know. I, you just have a, a, a check on the inside, a bad feeling about something. I'm talking about spiritually. You, inside you're like, no, that's not the way to go. No, you know it. It's the Spirit of God prompting you. But everything looks clear on the outside and somebody will try to press you. Why not? Why shouldn't we do it? Could be at school. Why shouldn't you go this direction, declare this, you know, go down this path? It could be with a relationship. Why shouldn't I date the person? Looks like it's fine. Could be in a business decision. Why shouldn't we do it? And you got to watch being pressed because you can be pressed, and there is a natural side. But sometimes the answer is, I just don't, I don't, I don't sense it's right. And if you're a person that's being led by God, and that's truly how you are, then you have to ask God for wisdom how to communicate to somebody else if, if it's something that, that, you know, they have a connection with you, that you need to explain it. But you need to know that you can't override that because God may be saving you from all kinds of heartache and, and turmoil. Yes. So we need to put our heart on the throne. Put His ways on the throne, not try to... Um, try to figure it all out. I'm just going to close with this just to uh, give you the scripture before we close. Romans 8:26. So you're aware of it. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know how, what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of, of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. In the CEV it says, In certain ways we are weak, but the Spirit is here to help us. For example, when we don't know what to pray for, the Spirit prays for us in ways that cannot be put into words. In another version it says, Be put into articulate speech. So the Spirit of God can pray through us, can help us to be led when we don't know what to do, but it says... He prays the mind of God for us. And so we can be led. We can be guided by our heart, not our head. Amen.